0: This probably is one of my favorite things to talk about and I probably do say this every episode, but today we are going to talk about our chi, our vital force energy. So if you find yourself feeling stuck, you're feeling lethargic, you're having midday crash crashes in terms of your energy, you're finding that you get up in the morning and you don't have the motivation to go to work or do the things on your to-do list, then this is the episode to tune into. I'm so excited to talk to you about your energy levels. If you're a woman who's on a path of healing and transformation, it's time to live your heart out. My name is Nancy Ma, and I'm a physiotherapist, a family woman, and a dreamer just like you. Join me each week as I share a way of living where you'll feel more alive, vibrant, and free. This is probably something that people come to see me about the most, which is their energy. And the reason they come to see me is because they're feeling stuck, they're feeling lethargic, unmotivated. They wake up and they have this long to-do list and then they throw it aside because they don't want to have anything to do with it. They're feeling unmotivated, unproductive, but they want to be there. They want to feel motivated. They want to feel passionate about um, about their life, about their career, about their family, but they're just feeling blah, like they're just existing, going through the motions. And... Really, when this happens, it's because our qi is blocked. Now, our qi in traditional Chinese medicine is our vital force energy. It's not just in some of us. So sometimes we look at someone and they're so enthusiastic and passionate about life and we say, Oh, that person has qi, or that person is so excitable, or they they're just that's just who they are. That's part of their personality. But in fact, we all have this energy and it's all with In us to be able to access that sense of vitality but for some of us it gets blocked to varying degrees and unless we take the time to address these blockages we're going to feel stagnant so when you think about a waterfall the waterfall is always moving the body of water is always moving and that is that movement is cleansing the body of water in the pond below it or the river or lake Now, can you imagine what would happen if that waterfall dried up and then there was no source of circulation in that pond? Well, likely disease would grow, the waters would get murky, it would get stinky, and nobody would wanna go and swim in the water. Well, when we get blockages, that's exactly how we feel too. We feel our blood is thicker, we're not in flow, we're not free flowing, and that energy slows down and it stops us from feeling like ourselves and it stops us from feeling healthy. I would say that investing in our chi, in our sense of vitality is the best investment we could ever make in in our entire lives because, well, I don't know much about stocks or real estate investing. I don't know anything about crypto. But I do know that when you invest in your energy levels, you will for sure 100% of the time get an ROI, a return on investment. So our vitality, our health is what carries us through the years. So if you don't have your vitality, what's the point of experiencing any of the other things you're chasing? What's the point of trying to have a big house or the perfect family? Or the, the career if you don't have the energy to enjoy it now I would say that when you invest in your Chi when you put money time energy resources towards your sense of vitality then I would argue that all the other things naturally come into flow so for example I was working with a client this year and we were working on her vitality. And she was feeling, you know, very commonly, as I said, feeling stuck, just very unmotivated, not like herself. She was a professional dancer in a previous life. And now she has the the job to provide for her family. And she has three little kids at home and all that. And she just has stopped tapping into her creativity and her sense of free flow. And she was going through the motions. And her life was very by the books and very linear. So when we started working together to... Um, release some of these blockages and activate her, her sense of self, her energy levels, what she found was she started being more like herself, of course, but more enthusiastic and just even more peaceful. And that energy carried out throughout her entire home. So her relationship with her children got better, her relationship with her husband got better. And by osmosis, Her husband started feeling inspired by her and said, well, you know, I see that you're working on your health. I'm going to do that too because I used to go to the gym before we had kids and I want to get back to that state. So he started going to the gym and of course his energy levels started shifting and within just a couple of months, he quit the job that he didn't like and he got a job where he was getting paid $60,000 more in a year. And that is not a fluke. That is not a coincidence. When you invest in your energy levels and you are consciously trying to improve your health, your sense of self, your, your connection with others, then that expands because it's, it's, it's really what karma is or even Newton's second law of for every reaction, there's an equal and opposite reaction, right? So when you invest in something with a conscious decision, because that's really what karma is, when you consciously put energy towards something, you're going to feel that return on investment. And so when you invest in your energy, the reason that's the best thing you can invest in is because when you invest in stocks or crypto or whatever your investment of choice, there's so much uncertainty over there. We have no idea what the politics will bring about, the weather changes, all that stuff. We have really no control. Sure, a lot of people think they know or they can they can guess based on models, but the reality is we don't know. And but we do know ourselves. And we do know that when you invest in your own health, you are gonna be happier. You're gonna feel more at peace and you're gonna be able to better handle situations like the pandemic or You know, a a crisis. We can't go through life avoiding crisis. That is the norm, unfortunately. One of we'll all endure at least one major crisis in our lives. But when you invest in your chi, you are much better to handle that crisis, and it won't cripple you. And that is that is why it is so important to invest in our chi. One of my favorite sayings is. She who has her health has a million dreams. She who doesn't has only one. And that is the, I think that encapsulates everything, right? That this is the reason. What's the point of having a million dreams if you don't have your health? So I think I've made a good case for why you should invest in your chi. And so if you're still here, how do we do that? How do you just invest in your energy levels? The, the first thing to do really is to be aware, is to spend the time to be aware of where you're at, because the problem of going through the motion of the motions is that we're just not conscious of what our energy levels are at until we're at home late at night, we're crashing and we're relying on that glass of wine to get us through the night or, you know, the Netflix to numb us out when you're aware that that's happening you can start to make changes so so it's you know invest in your consciousness take time to really journal okay where you're at even if it's you're not taking time to write it down but just check in with yourself a couple of times a day maybe morning noon afternoon and just see okay where you're at are you needing that coffee are you on your second or third coffee are you someone that can't survive without coffee if that's the case, your energy levels are, are in need of some dire help, right? If you are relying on coffee to get you through, you're looking at something outside of you to depend on. And that and when you have that dependent relationship with an external source, be it coffee or whatever it is, um, or energy drinks, Red Bull, whatever your, your energy drink of choice, those things can give you... a a quick hit of energy yes it can get you through your next hour or two but if that's what you're relying on to get you through your entire day and then week and then month what that means is your own source of energy is just being depleted and depleted and you especially with energy drinks they are so dehydrating and they're zapping your flow they're zapping your chi and so you have this dependent relationship and, and your energy levels are, are going down the drain. So when, when you're checking in and you're seeing, oh, I'm relying on that third cup of green tea, jug of coffee, Red Bull, then then you can take a step back and say, okay, that's, that's not healthy. I, I want to be able to increase my vitality on my own terms. How can, I, how can I do that? So first step is having that level of consciousness of where you're at with your energy and the second thing is when when you really understand your energy and how it's impacting everybody else so looking at your relationships how does how does your how do you show up in a conversation or in your relationship and just like i was mentioning my client sarah earlier she realized that when her energy was low it was impacting her relationship with her kids she was more irritable and she was more irritable with her husband. And they just got into this funk together, right? So when you are aware of your energy levels, and then you're also aware of how they're impacting how you show up, then you can do something about it. You can start to really uncover where it is you're losing your energy. And this is where I'm going to get into um, why and where we have the energy blocks. So when you're you're conscious of the fact that you're low in motivation, energy, passion, drive, ambition, all those things that's a part of your energy. When you um, you're aware of that, then you can really dive into where are these energy blockages coming from. And I would say there are four main blockages to our chi. The first one is that there is just too much clutter there's just imagine that pond again if we just dump a whole bunch of crap into the pond there's just not enough room for the water to flow right and that's what happens in our lives when there's just too much stuff there's too much physical stuff in our um, in our home environment in our work environment there's just clutter there's things everywhere and then in our schedule there's just too much to do and then there's a sense of overwhelm. So like Sarah, most of us, when you wake up in the morning and you say, oh, I have this huge long to-do list, you're just like, "F F it. I don't want to do any of that, right? And then there's just always things coming at you. I think the stat was something crazy, like the average person 50 years ago maybe saw two or three ads, and now we're seeing like A couple thousand ads in our day like but if we count all the billboards and how much we scroll on our phone whatever that number or statistic is there's just so much clutter everywhere so this is a huge blockage to our chi because when we when there's just too much stuff we feel the sense of overwhelm and it shuts down our chi so that's that's what i find to be a huge blockage of our energy levels the second major blockage is, and not in any particular order, is past trauma. And I know trauma is something that is a, use, a, term, a term that's being used a lot lately with more mental health awareness. But trauma is an experience that is negative and we still hold on to it and it's holding us down. And versus adversity is a negative experience that we can learn from and grow from and heal from and be a better person for it. So the same experience in myself could be registered in my body as a trauma, but for someone else, they could take it as a learning experience and thrive and grow from it. So when we have trauma, whether it's mental, physical, or emotional, it all is stored in our body. So unless you take the time to heal or address the trauma and do the work in healing that trauma and releasing it, then it will stay in our body as trauma. Versus adversity is when we've actually, the negative experience registers and then you can automatically, not automatically, do the work to to heal it. So, for example, even okay, let's say for a physical um, example, say you know you sprain your ankle, you go for a walk and you sprain your ankle, and then it swells up and you limp around for a couple of weeks, maybe a couple of months, and then over time it just gets better. Well, after a couple of months, while the pain might have come down, you didn't do the work of releasing the scar tissue, working on, go back to improving your gait so that you can walk in a healthy way, and um, what happens is that your alignment gets shifted, you're walking around with maybe a little bit more weight on the other foot, and your whole body shifts because of this injury. Now the pain went away, so you think, oh, it's fine, I'm healed, I don't have to do anything about it, but you didn't actually do the work of working on the scar tissue making sure things are aligned again seeing what lessons you can learn from that and so now this scar or this trauma to your body it seems benign can really affect your entire body and experience and and so you're walking the, the rest of your life now depending on when this happens with this altered gait and then now over time you might have you know, back pain on the other side. That could even affect your your headache levels. Um, And people don't realize that, that a a trauma, physical trauma, can have consequences for the rest of your life, even though technically healed. Um, Now, someone else who has that same sprain will do the work, They'll come in, they'll get physiotherapy, massage, acupuncture, whatever they need to do to heal it properly, then realign and strengthen and stabilize, and they can even use that as an experience to get even more healthy. So um, they'll do extra work on their balance and the proprioception so that 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 doesn't happen to them. So that injury now, instead of being this trauma, is a blessing. Now they have more balance. They can do things with their body they never did before because they use that as a way to level up. And um, unfortunately, most people don't do that because it does take a level of investment to work on your health because once the pain goes away, people are just like, okay, well, it's not an issue, so I don't want to spend any extra time, energy or money on something like this because it's just going to get in the way well when you look at your health as something that is an inconvenience then it will always inconvenience that injury will come back and keep haunting you and this is just a very simple ankle injury and it leaves trauma in our body now imagine emotional trauma that is something that we definitely don't even see and feel like in an obvious way so when you you have you know an ankle injury you can see there's bruising and swelling you sprain the ankle it's very obvious but when there's emotional trauma there is no physical signs of that and even sometimes the people you're living with have no idea that um, you're experiencing this trauma so you know an example of this would be if you're, you know, the first thing I can think of is often we hold on to traumas, and the longer we hold on to it and we don't do anything to release that trauma, um, as I said, it will it will haunt you and it will keep zapping your vitality unless you do something about it. So um, the thing that I usually bring up that I've, I have since released and now it's not a trauma, but when I was a kid, I had... An experience. Well, growing up, being Asian, my parents were very strict, and school was everything. And I had to do well in school. Nothing below a hundred was ever good enough. And um, I think I shared this story before, but and it's big, and luckily I haven't experienced that much trauma, so that's why I always relate to this one story. Um, and it might not seem like a big deal to most people, but in my body, it registered as trauma. In that um, it was a grade 8 graduation and uh, Nina Singh, she won all these awards and trophies and I didn't win anything and my parents were very disappointed in me because I only had a 95 average and she had a 97 average, but the school gave me this little felt badge that said pretty much good job and I went on there and I accepted this award with so much enthusiasm and I came home and my parents were like, oh well they only gave that to you because they felt sorry for you and that was so hurtful to me as a 13 year old and I just I held on to that and I gave that so much weight and I didn't realize that because you know I was 13 and I spent the rest of my life just trying so hard to make my parents proud and feeling like nothing was ever good enough and when as an adult, I, especially after having my kids and realizing that I am good enough and, and I, I put more weight into it than was meant. My parents didn't mean all the nasty things I thought that they meant, but I had to deal with it as an adult and I, I spoke to them about it. I told them how much it hurt me and it really doesn't matter what their response was, is that I did the work to heal that part of me and that's unless you take the time to address the blockages in your life the traumas the scars that have held you back in ways that you don't even know and I've done just so much work in being a better person in terms of accessing my chi and knowing where I get stuck and knowing what limits me to getting to that next level version of myself I've done that work so I, I feel completely liberated and so I can speak to you on this topic with so much enthusiasm because enthusiasm, <laughs> because I, I I've experienced it and done the work. I've really seen this trauma. But unless you are conscious and aware of the patterns, the traumas, the scars, physical and emotional and mental that are holding you back, that they're gonna always hold you back. The third blockage um, that it's common I think to all of us and and really the the reason I share these main blockages to our chi our sense of vital force energy another way I look at it is our chi is our superpower our chi is is really who we are at our best right and when um we do not follow our heart I know this is sound this sounds corny and you know this is I'm all about living your heart out right but when you don't live in alignment to with your heart and you're constantly doing things against what your heart wants and you're doing things for your parents, for society, for your kids, for with expectations that people have on you, they're not what you want to do. And so imagine your heart is her own entity and she has these big dreams for you and she wants you to feel vibrant and lit up and do things that you love because that's when you're in free flow and that's when you feel amazing right and she let's just say she has this this list of possibilities these million dreams right cuz when you have your vitality you have these million dreams she has these things for you and she doesn't care if you do all of them she just wants you to do a few of them just a few so that you're in flow but you look at that list or sometimes you don't even look at that list you look at the other list of all the things everybody else wants of you. And you may not even realize that they're what everybody else wants of you. But when you find yourself saying, oh, I have to do this. I should be doing this. I need to do this. when If you catch yourself, and I, when I talk to clients over the first couple of weeks, I talk to them, I always, you know, play back to them and even send them a recording and they're just always shocked. How often that's in their vocabulary in their energy it's its doing something with this this resistant force this dragging imagine dragging someone to do something they don't want to do oh I have to go and volunteer for this thing because I said it was going to or I need to do this thing for my business because without that this won't work and um, I should be really doing this for my kids because I'll be seen as a bad mom, or they're going to be mad, or whatever it is, these shoulds and need to's and have to's, they put us in a box, and it really limits our potential, and when we're living this very conventional box life, we're not looking at that other list of what does our heart want, what lights us up, because I can can guarantee you that if you do, not even all of them, but some of them, maybe start with one, what is it that you really want to do? What is it that will light you up? Because when you do things that light you up, that's gonna help you do all the other things with so much more energy. Again, this is why Sarah at the beginning of this episode I shared about, when she started doing more of the things that she wanted to do, the whole energy of her household shifted and her husband got this new job and then he goes out into the workplace, this better, more excited man. And her kids can go to school more excited and happy. And there's this entire ripple effect that happens when you invest in your chi, right? So the the blockage that I'm talking about here is when you're constantly rejecting yourself, you're constantly rejecting your heart's dream list. And when that happens, that slows you down, that bogs you down and that's your body's like, well, I don't want to do anything. What's the point of showing up with more energy? I don't want to do any of these things on this to do list over here. All that stuff is boring or all that stuff that like, just zaps me and my energy. And I don't want to do that. And your body's going to start to break down and not show up for you because you haven't shown up for your body. If you're saying, okay, if your body's saying, you know, I don't like this. Like when you, if you say you're. If you say I should be doing this, your body will have this 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 catch, and if you're you're conscious and you're aware, you'll feel that catch, that kind of heaviness, that slowing down. It's like someone's tugging on your shirt, but you're like no, like just screw off, like like I gotta go do this, and you're just constantly rejecting your body, and and she's showing you these signs, like I don't like this, and it shows up in your gut, and it shows up in your heart, and it shows up it, it throughout your entire body, and you keep ignoring it. And this is why we have issues with our belly and we can have, you know, bloating or um, we have, you know, gut issues and indigestion and um, what's the word I'm looking for? Heart, not failure. <laughs> Palpitations, yes. But um, you know when your heart gets, it's, it's, it's painful? What's the word I'm looking for. Anyways, it'll come to me later. But the point is, like, your body tells you, and we're just constantly rejecting it, and um, that leads to more breakdown in your body, right? So if you want to activate your cheat and unblock that, just start listening to your heart more. You don't have to quit your job and quit everything that you're doing in life. You just, I'm not going to say have to, but start listening to your heart and your body more. The fourth blockage in our body, in our vitality, in our superpowers, is just staying stagnant. When we are just sitting all the time, I hope that you're watching this or listening to this walking, moving, um, but if we're just sitting around all the time, like in our physical body, that is gonna, that's a huge blockage. Just Again, going back to that waterfall, if there's no flow, disease will start growing bacteria will grow and you won't feel good. And that seems really obvious. And we know now there's just so much literature on how sitting is the new smoking. It has just as bad apparently effects on our body as just smoking. Right? So if you sit and you smoke, oh you're screwed. No, I'm just kidding. Well pay attention to that. Right? So Sitting is necessary. Of course, we need to sit to rest and some of us need to sit at a desk to work. I get that. But when you sit so much and you're in these periods of work where you don't get off your chair for four to six hours, there's so much stagnation in there. First of all, why aren't you going to the bathroom? That means you're not drinking enough water. And if your, your water source is coffee, which is dehydrating, um, that's even more stagnation. And your blood is thicker and it slows down. And that's why you feel sluggish. This is why you can have brain fog. And when you are stagnant in your physical body, it stagnates the rest of your life. That's in all areas. And this is, again, why I keep going back to when you invest in your chi, you invest in moving You'll see these shifts in other areas of your life. So if your body is physically not moving and you're not walking, you're not dancing, you're not going to the gym or however you like to move, then your relationships will get stagnant and um, your, your money, your income, your profits, that's a source of energy. That is a kind of energy, right? So if in your body you're stuck, then that permeates or through osmosis into every other area of your life. So, this is why I'm advocating for activating your chi and investing in this process. So, how do you do that? So, you know, the four major blockages of chi the first one is there's too much clutter in your life, second one is that you have trauma that you haven't addressed, third is that you are not living in alignment with your heart, you're not living your heart out. And fourth is you're just stuck. You're just staying moving. So, how? So, we know the blockages and we know the benefits of activating our chi. What can we do to activate it? Well, first, as I mentioned earlier, is you got to be aware. You got to be just conscious of where your energy levels are at on a day to day basis and how they're affecting your relationships and the rest of your life and your money and your bank accounts and all that. Then, the second is you. Declutter. You start to declutter and make space so that things can start moving in your life again. And the third thing is you can start listening to your heart and say, okay, I hear what you want. I'm going to do more of that. And the fourth thing is you just move. And this is probably the easiest thing you can do because the other things to address your trauma, to make space, and to listen to your heart, and to know what you want, that does take a lot of work. If you've had years of trauma built up, years of going against your heart, all that stuff can be more work. And I do advise that you do work with somebody who can get you there in a safe way, and um, where you can feel like, okay, I'm on the right path. But this fourth way, the simplest thing you can do to activate your chi is to move. And I'm in the space where this is where I work with clients if they're seeing me in person to activate their chi. So one way really easily is to to just get up and just literally jump and vibrate. Okay, I'm going to do it. I'm just going to do it. Okay, we're just going to hear it and then you just shake. And that's it. You just start with that. And that is, okay, I'm not going to do it for two minutes, but I recommend you do that for just two minutes. You just stand. You don't even have to lift your heels off the ground, but you just vibrate. You don't need any fancy tools. You just do that and you start to feel your sh- your your cells shift and you feel that vibration and that feels amazing. Um, so if you're listening to this, pause this video and just do that right now and see how much of a difference that makes. Just two minutes. And if you can't do two minutes, there's one, but I think you can handle two and see the difference that makes in your body. Another thing you can do is drink lots of water and i really mean it when i say four liters and that sounds bananas to people but we are just such a sedentary species that we need that much water to activate our chi um unless you know you're super active but in general if if you're super active you're sweating a lot you, you need to replenish So when you drink four liters of water, ideally mineral water um, that is free from fluorine and all the chemicals that are in tap water, but I'm not going to be picky here. You want to drink water because it's not dehydrating like caffeinated beverages are. And you want to drink that much water because it will literally physically move things in your body so that your blood doesn't become so thick and you're you're moving your um, lymphatics and your... Um, well your bowel and bladder really and so that when you're sitting all the time you can get up and go to the bathroom and you can eliminate better anybody I work with and I get them to drink four liters of water that probably is the thing that changes their life the most like the easiest of what I'm sharing but it's so hard for people to drink water because there's a billion excuses I don't like the taste of water that is always the biggest excuse I get it The reason you don't like the taste of water is because you don't like the taste of your own tongue. And I know that sounds gross, but if you've been drinking coffee and you have an acidic breath or your gut isn't that healthy and you have digestion issues, you're not going to like the taste of water. But if you drink enough water, not sparkling water, not carbonated water, because I've learned that that affects your teeth. um, And that does affect a whole bunch of things I'm not going to get into, just drink regular water. That's huge. Um and if you really don't like the taste of water, just a light squeeze of lemon that helps to detoxify as well and it alkalizes the water, it makes it more enjoyable um to drink a ton of water. As I said, you can get up and vibrate for a couple minutes, but other ways is just get 10,000 steps in. So on days where I can't make it to the gym for whatever reason, I just try to get 10,000 steps in and Even if I can't go to outside to go for a walk because I have all these excuses about the clouds and the cold weather we have, I had a client who I recommended this to and to to go for a walk every day but she didn't like to so she literally walked inside her house and that made a huge difference. Like She healed herself from sleep apnea with these very same recommendations. Um, and she would just walk in her house. She would just walk and walk and walk and take steps and pace around the house. So um, that's something else you can do to activate your chi. And the other main thing you can do, aside from vibration, is to dance. And specifically to move your hips. Um, and I'm going to show you really quickly in this video that your hips are here. And it's very important that we move this particular part of our body because people aren't aware of their hips where they are. Um, It just restores so much creativity and flow. This is our second chakra. Um, And without getting into all that, um, our pelvis and our hips um, have a lot of stored energy and trauma. So when you move your hips, you can really, really activate your chi. So I just want to show you here. This is your hips. A lot of times we, you, people move their hips and they do these circles and this is their waist. So really putting your hand like where your hips are and really just imagine going into circles, side to side, front to back. And then when you move in, in these very exotic ways, because we're otherwise a very linear moving species in a sort of zoo where everything is flat unless you're walking in nature, the homes we build, the off spaces, everything is very boxy. And when we go to the gym, everything is very linear and you squat and move up and down. You move in these very flat planes. So when you move your hips in these circular, oscillatory movements, you're really activating your chi and you're moving in a way that um, that can liberate that. So if you are someone who is feeling... A low sense of vitality low energy you're feeling lethargic unmotivated then I hope you really enjoyed this episode and can use this to really fire yourself up but if you need more help I'm gonna share with you a link below where you can book a call with me and we're going to talk about where you're at where you're stuck and what you can do to really access your superpowers so I'm gonna share the link below As always, if you like this episode, please comment, love to hear your thoughts, share the video with your friends, and I'll see you on the next episode. Until then, live your heart out.